Hello and welcome to Truth Bombs. It's been a while since the last recording, so I'm extra excited today to spread some love because that's what this podcast is all about. I get to interview amazing women who share their stories, their struggles and successes. This is a all real life stuff, none of the white picket fence and perfectly cooked stew. This is us claiming proudly our truth. So I'm Bea Dominguez, your host, and today I have Joe Camelot with me. First of all, hello, Joe. Hello, B. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. I'm... Thank you for asking me. Oh, yes. I'm so excited, seriously, to spend the next half hour with you. Thank I can you. already feel the energy just when I see you because I this is we are doing a video um interview um, just when I see you I already feel energized you always have this you have a bigger smile than I do and that's hard to be <laughs> thank you right um so before I start the interview with you Joe um I will let our listeners uh t- I tell a little bit more about you so they know who they're actually listening to okay. so I met you Joe a couple of years ago in an online course called business breakthrough and her positive energy was immediately apparent to me, and I loved her business. Joe is the director of Dotimo, which basically is short for "Let us help you." De- I said that again. Let us help you to declutter, organize the things you're most overwhelmed with. <laughs> Did I say that right, Joe? Perfect, perfect. I stole it from your website. Yay. <laughs> so Joe set the company up in 2012 after what she calls hit rock bottom and realized that she needed to change. Since then, she has been rebuilding her world in recovery from alcoholism, facing bereavement and two miscarriages. So I'm extra excited today to speak to Joe again and have her share not only her truth, but also spread the love and energy. Yay. Let's get started. So first of all, congratulations, Joe, for being sober for nine years. Thank I you. think you only recently celebrated the anniversary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was uh, it was in April. Yeah. So nine years, which just blows me away. It's absolutely astounding because I couldn't do nine days. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So if you don't mind, I would like you to talk about where it all started from our conversations previous to this interview. I know you started drinking at a very young age of 13. What happened? Yeah, I think I think like. um, like probably most normal teenagers you kind of have a bit of an experiment with uh, with booze mm. um i think i i was um i was quite angry at the time and um and you know those sort of teenage hormones are racing and um you know things things had happened in life my my dad had left and and we didn't see him anymore and um i think i was just struggling to make sense of the world really um and and not knowing what to do and 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 I remember that that first drink. It was it was probably my first real intentional drink. Um, I remember it, and um, and I remember, I remember we we got some cans of beer, um, a group of us. Um, mm. But but I also got a half bottle of vodka. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know where I got that idea from. It might have been from my dad's drinking. Um, I don't know, but um, but I know that once I started drinking, I couldn't stop. Um, I, I carried on drinking that bottle until um, somebody had smashed it, uh, basically, because um, mm. nobody could get it away from me. Once I'd started, I couldn't stop. So my my first drink um, was not great. You know, I ended up in hospital and, and oh, that was wow. my first experience. And, and, and 
and actually you know maybe maybe after that you can kind of look look back and go oh no I won't do that again but um but I didn't I I I carried on and and for me every time I I start drinking I, I struggle to stop um you know I I kind of I get thirstier it doesn't quench a thirst for me I, I kind of want more and more and more of it and and a lot of my a lot of my drinking was was quite binge drinking so I would I would start and then just wouldn't be able to stop um right until I, until I kind of passed out or something like that so um yeah so so that was at 13 and and you know it wasn't all the time it wasn't you know yeah. it wasn't all the time or anything like that but um you know that was my first taste and it, it kind of um it kind of just continued for there really yeah. Did did you know then then that this was not, I want to quote here, normal drinking? No, no, okay. not at all. I, I all of what I know about my drinking is with hindsight, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at the time, I was just doing what teenagers do. You know, right. and, and, um, you know, but but like where you'd got, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Thunderbird, but it was like a fortified wine, and there was blue label and red label, mm-hmm. and um, I think the blue label was the weaker one, but I always went for the red label, you know, mm-hmm. and I always went for the strong lager, and I always went for more, you know, it was kind of more and stronger, and you know, but. I, it was just what you did you know and like when I went to college it was it was what you did you know every you just get drunk and you have fun don't you you know so uh, it kind of it kind of just got hidden in that for for a long time really and mm. I, I didn't really see it as that abnormal because I kind of I, I surrounded myself I suppose with people who drank like I did um, right so, so you know even at school I was kind of hanging out with kids a couple of years older than me and things mm-hmm. like that you know um so so yeah I kind of I probably changed my environment to make it feel a bit more normal as well mm-hmm. unconsciously yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. You, you mentioned already that you did not drink all the time so it's not yeah. a 24-hour thing which seems to be very much what we think and I include myself right yeah. uh, what a typical alcoholic does so I think it's a really good time that you can maybe clarify this for us yeah I, I think I mean you know I I had an impression of an alcoholic which was a street drinker with a you know a brown coat and a little dog and and you know a, a bottle in a brown paper bag yeah. and you know and and that was my impression of what an alcoholic was you know it was like you've got to drink 24/7 and you'd got to drink vodka you know that that was kind of what I mm. thought and and actually that wasn't my drinking at all you know I I I rarely drank in the morning you know, I didn't wake up and reach straight for a drink. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I would go to work. I was, I was, I was, um, I was functioning in the world, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I, I kind of, you know, I I'd got a really good career, you know, and, and, and that, that was another thing that, you know, that was, that was huge in my life really. But, but I, I kind of looking back at it when I woke up in the morning, I'd be kind of trying to piece together a bit of what happened the night before that I couldn't remember. I don't know if you've had those nights where you've gone out and then just woke up the next morning and thought, oh, my yeah. God, what happened? You know, that tended to happen a lot of the time when I drank, especially mm. towards the end. And um, so I'd be piecing together what happened and I'd be going. My first thought would be, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to do it again. You know, that it, oh, God, it ended up like that. You know, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to kind of be having to phone up friends and sort of ask around about questions to figure out whether I'd annoyed them or not. And, mm. you know. And, mm-hmm. I, and and um and what would ha- tend to happen is I would kind of have that it's almost like a dread when you wake up and it's like oh god what have I done you know and and mm. then throughout the morning that would kind of fade away it would kind of oh it wasn't actually so bad you know it was well it, it wasn't that bad at all really you know and, mm. and 
And by lunchtime, kind of maybe early afternoon, something would have happened and I would be, I would have switched in my head because I would, from, from my morning thought of I'm not going to do that again, at some point, probably usually around one, two o'clock, yeah. I would hit that tipping point and I would change my mind. I would go, oh, well, I might as well just have one tonight you know mm-hmm. and then and then in the evening I would I would finish work I would go I would maybe go to the pub after work or I'd go and get some cans I'd intend on having one and the whole thing would start again right. um, so 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 it was kind of like this this groundhog day every single day the same thing happened and it wasn't it wasn't I mean some nights it would just be eight cans you know it would be what I bought really because that was one one way I kind of controlled how much I drank Mm -hmm. so if I if I just bought eight cans then I would probably get through all of those Mm -hmm. whereas you know when I went into the shop I'd be I'd be going oh I'll just get four cans and Mm -hmm. then it'd be eight for a fiver so I'd get eight and then right. there'd be wine and it'd be three for a tenner. I'll be, oh, well, I might as well get those as well. Mm. And I'd kind of be plotting it in my head. Oh, well, I'll just have two tonight. Then I can have two tomorrow and I can have two. Tom-. But once I started, I couldn't stop. Um, so I would I would invariably end up falling asleep on the sofa, which a.k.a. passing out um, mm. and didn't really realise it. So even though I didn't drink vodka and I didn't drink 24 seven, you know, mm. every single day I, I drank. And if I wasn't drinking, I was thinking about it. Mm. So even mm. before I was drinking daily, you know, I, I was, it was, it was so, it was so obsessional in my thoughts. Mm. You know, I, I'd, I'd always be, you know, planning a walk in the countryside. It would be, Oh, where's the pub in that, you know, mm. or what time we're going to get back so I can go to the pub. You know, it would, it would always just, just figure into it, meeting friends. I'd go to the cinema that sold the red wine so that I could drink while I was there. You know, I'd mm. go out halfway through the film on the proviso of having a cigarette to get another glass of red wine. You know, mm. it I've kind of got this thirst once I start I just can't stop and then and then I've got this head that tells me back from when I was 13 I would say that Mm -hmm. drink is a solution when I took that first drink that anger at my dad it disappeared I felt like it didn't exist anymore I felt like I'd got an answer Mm-hmm. I've got an answer to, to to help me with all these feelings that I didn't understand. Whereas actually all they were doing was masking it. You know, all booze did was just mask it. And so so I would, you know, my head, though, at that point, it said, well, solution to anything, if you're feeling bad, is a mm-hmm. drink. And, you know, and and so I've got a body that doesn't let me stop drinking because once I start, I can't stop. And I've got a head that will always take me back to drinking. Um, so So that that really for me is the is the key to alcoholism it's you know it's it's if i if once i start i can't stop and if i can't stop starting then i'm probably an alcoholic mm. and that mm. might be if i only drink it once a month you know some people i know maybe go and have a complete binge once a month and then don't touch it in between time some people mm. i know have not drank for months but still the thoughts there you know and the obsessions there and you know and um so so alcoholism is very tricky and it's very complicated and it's a lot it's a lot more than people think it is i think and i think I think lockdowns probably had a huge effect, you know, with isolation and people being at home and, you know, that kind of, oh, we're feeling a bit anxious. We'll just reach for a glass, you know, and, and I, I think I think there might be Well, there, there, there is coming out in the news, you know, about the increase at the minute in, in drinking. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's just horrible. And I guess yeah. the aftermath is still coming from from the lockdown. What that really absolutely. Yeah, I think meant. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's just just listening to you. It sounds very stressful to 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 you know have constantly have that thought in your head. You know, if you're drinking, then you're thinking about drinking, and and that's that's yeah. just. I could I couldn't have told you that at the time though. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time it was just sort of what I did. But yeah. looking back at it and piecing it together, I can just see how it was there all the time. Mm. You know. It was. It was exhausting. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was constant. Yes, like, absolutely. Stuff yeah. in my head. You know, it's you know, it's very, very difficult. And 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 along with you know the the kind of you know you, you're piecing this stuff together, but you're creating these little white lies about what's happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and trying to keep that up, keep up the mm-hmm. kind of front that actually, do you know, I'm just a good time girl and I'm having a fantastic time. And then mm-hmm. at inside just feeling absolutely like you don't you know I didn't know who I was I didn't know what I wanted I didn't know I didn't know I hadn't got a clue what I was doing really you know and 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 trying to sort of keep up this facade because I one of the things I did was I was a complete chameleon I would I would I would Mm. be whoever I thought you wanted me to be you know and in different situations and and stuff like that and I think that's why I love work so much because work I'd kind of got the rule book I knew who I answered to I knew what I was supposed to do I knew who reported to me it was like I didn't have to figure out this whole like relationships with people and and feelings thing you know work mm-hmm. really quite saved me for a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, but but you know outside of that it was like I didn't know how to do it I'd kind of I'd almost stopped emotionally sort of developing at 13 once I started drinking mm. because I didn't deal with any of my emotions. I just drank them away. So when mm. I got sober, it was almost like picking up at 13. Yeah. Kind of this emotional development. So I was just like a, a naughty teenager, you know, <laughs> like I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So you 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 just started talking about it, right? So one one day you decided to stop drinking. Is that's rather a question, right? Because surely you must have had planned this a few times before. So what what was the difference that made the difference this time? It's interesting. I I I, I tried many ways. I tried mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. I tried changing what I drank. I tried buying really mm. expensive wine because then I couldn't drink too much of it. I tried. I tried. Um, oh God! I tried changing to beer. I tried, you know, um, not drinking on Tuesday. You know, it was it, all these sort of tactics that I had. You know, um, yeah, not having it in the house. You know, that was that was one of my best ones. You know, I tried hiding it from myself. That didn't work. <laughs> Because I kind of knew where it was. Um, yeah, so, so that didn't quite work. But I tried all these different things and I, and I couldn't do it. Because like I say, every day I just, you know, and there would be times where I would stop for a period of time, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and it, it progressed. It progressed, you know, as, a, as I got older. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't always um, every day, you know, and that was probably the only last few years, really. Um, but I don't, this time I had an absolutely almighty drunk and, um, and something happened with a couple of friends and, and I just woke up the next morning and, and just, and just said, I I can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore, you know, and, and absolutely just, I believe that was a complete moment of surrender. It was just a whole year. Mm. I've got, I've got nothing left. I've got nothing, nowhere left to go with it, you know? And, and I think it was, it was because I, I I wasn't sure what I was capable of anymore. You know, mm. I, I didn't know and I didn't know what I was doing. And that 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 night I'd fallen down a flight of stairs and landed on my head. And, you know, I, I, I so, mm. so easily have died that night. And 
there were many times where things could have ended differently and they didn't uh-huh. you know? um and and i and i just said i can't do it anymore mm. and um and i remember the next day spending 12 hours cleaning um and not going near any drink uh-huh. something, something had changed in me uh-huh. kind of going do you know what i give in I absolutely give in. I tried to, I tried fighting it for so many years on my own, you know, and I just gave in. And it was, um, it was that three weeks where I really saw how it was in my head. Um, Cause three weeks from that day, um, I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't drink. And the only way I couldn't drink, I'd, I'd got signed off from work. The only way I couldn't drink was basically to stay indoors. It was to stay indoors and not go out unless it was sort of early in the morning just to get some tobacco and so I could smoke, you know, but I, I didn't I didn't dare go out because mm. I knew if I went to a supermarket, I was going to get drink. If I went mm. to a pub, I was going to get drink, you know, and my head, it was like having a little angel and a devil on your shoulder. Yeah, because my, my head was going, oh, you could just have one. And, and the little angels going, yeah, but you'd never have one. And then the little devil's going, yeah, well, you could just have a shandy, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't count, you know, and the angels don't even do it, you know. And there was this, and I remember really clearly sitting there for five and a half hours one day with this angel and devil just having this row. And I and I just thought, I can't do this. I cannot do this. My head is trying to kill me. You Absolutely, know? yeah. It was, it was it was just torture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was, I'd been to the doctor because I think that's the most important thing when you're drinking because mm-hmm. people underestimate how dangerous it is to stop drinking. You know, stopping mm-hmm. drinking, if you're drinking a lot, can be worse worse than coming off heroin, you know, um, and people die just stopping drinking. So mm-hmm. you know, the first thing I did was go to my doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then but then my doctor suggested, you know, that some some different methods of recovery. And um, and I think that the, the thing that changed was I went somewhere and asked for help. Mm-hmm. now I'd never done that before when mm-hmm. I when I'd stopped I just tried to do it all on my own you know and um and I went to a support group and I and I and I ended up meeting other people who were like me mm-hmm. and they weren't all you know street drinkers in and in brown max and you know and with with vodka bottles you know they were they were just normal people like like a complete mix of normal folk you know some people well educated and in important jobs some people you know just a whole mix of society all ages all colors all, mm-hmm. all you know it was and 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 we, you know just one thing in common which was which was this problem with booze you know and yeah uh, and I went there and I finally realized that I wasn't on my own because I felt like nobody could feel like I did I I, I just thought you know, I, I just thought I was a piece of crap, to be honest. I thought everybody else can do life and I can't. I don't know how to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I would, I'd been searching for years for the missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle. If I can, if I just get that, then it will be all right. You know, mm-hmm. I just get that job. It will be all right. If I if I if I have that relationship, it will be all right. If, mm-hmm. I, if I got married and had kids, it would all be all right. You know, I was just mm-hmm. sort of waiting for it all to fit into place. And um it didn't matter what I did, you know, the external stuff around me that I changed, it didn't matter, you know, because I always took me with me. And fundamentally, it was me that needed to change, you know, and, um, and, I, and I didn't know that, you know, but I, I found this amazing group of people. And, and they said, we've got a solution, we've got a solution, you do not need to drink ever again. They didn't promise me life would be rosy. Mm-hmm. They just said, you do not need to drink. And, you know, since since going there, that's been absolutely true for me for nine years, you know, and um, and it's not let me down one bit. You know, I've never needed to take a drink. 
And that's just mind blowing. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. To break that. Yeah. That horrendous self-talk, no, this angel and, and devil talk, just listening to you. It's, it's overwhelming. (laughs) You know, I can, I cannot imagine what that is inside your head. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, and there might be no answer, but I just, I, I, I just want to ask it because you said it, you said, um, when, when you decided to, to give up drinking, you said, okay, I had enough. I give in. You said, I give in. Do you, can you, is there anything else you can say on that? I give in. What is, what is that? I just think it was absolute surrender. It was mm-hmm. just, I, I, I just, I've just, I, I give up fighting, you know, okay. I'm trying to fight with this thing that, I'm, I'm not going to win. It's like, like okay. man, if you got cancer and you were trying to fight it, just, you know, just yourself without, you know, I, I just, I was fighting this thing for so long and I tried every single thing I could, you know, it was just like, I had to just go, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to do this, you know, and right. just completely surrender. And I think that's the moment that spiritually I, I, I asked for help. You know, I didn't say, <laughs> God help me or anything like that. But mm. I think that's, 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 that was the, 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 the bit where I, I broke, really broke spiritually and just said, I don't know. I don't know, you know, cause I think I know everything. That's the problem. You see, I, I think I know how to do everything. I think I know what everybody else should do. I think I know exactly what I should do. You know, I'm a complete control freak. You know, I, 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 you know, I've, I've got it all figured out. Thank you very much. You know, and, and I hadn't, I really hadn't. And it, and I had to admit that I had to, I had to get to, you know, my breaking point, my rock bottom, whatever you want to call it, you know, I had mm. to get to that absolute point of on my knees, can't do it, cannot do it. And it, and that was the change. That's very powerful. I'm, I'm sure it didn't feel at the moment at that, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure you felt, you know, defeatless, um, defeated, but it's very, very powerful just to hear it. I love it. It's like the superhero persona, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Again, congratulations, Joe, um, on being sober from my heart. Um, I know there have been very difficult times since you stopped drinking. So, you know, that's that's making it interesting. You had multiple miscarriages and also had to deal with bereavement. So how did you get through these times without going back to drinking? Not on my own. That's that's okay. it really. Um, you know, and and in all of it, just admitting that I can't run the show. You know, it, for me, there's there's something else. Whatever you want to call it, whether it be a a god, a universe, an energy. Um, um, you know, it, it, there's all sorts of names for it. But but you know, I I think that's what I accepted that moment when I surrendered that that there was something else, something else that 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 was that was in control and and and. And my evidence of that is the fact that I haven't had a drink for, for nine years. You know, I couldn't do that. Something else has, you know, and it was just by me just being willing to, you know, just just try and live my life a bit differently about me kind of going, right, OK, you know, how can I help other people rather than thinking about myself? Because I, I realise now how how selfish I was in a lot of it. You know, I really was. I was very poorly. You know, for me, alcoholism is an illness. It's a disease. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not about being a bad person. You know, I was a very poorly person, but I, I, you know, I hurt people around me and, and, you know, and recovery for me is about trying to live a different way of life and trying to, trying to be positive, trying to, 
you know um help another person trying to take the focus off of me and you know and trying to be better you know if I do something that just doesn't feel right in my gut now it's like right okay how can I how can I put that right how can I do it differently how can I be better you know and striving to be better and um and not not my version of better you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of aligning myself with the universe I suppose you know what's what's right what's the right path for me and things like that and and I think in all of that you know knowing that you know bereavement you know I've lost my dad I've lost my mom you know I've had two miscarriages you know and knowing that there's a bigger plan that I don't understand you know and and really accepting that and really kind of you know, it, I mean, it hurts so much when I lost my mum. That was only last October, and 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 I had a miscarriage at the same time. So it was just like, you know, just huge things happening at that time. But but I just knew that it was all okay. I've kind of got this this just core deep within me that just says it's okay. It's okay, and it's gonna be okay. You know, and no matter how much you know pain, no matter because feelings are hurt. You know, I know why I drank for so long because my God, you know, feeling some of this stuff, I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it, you know, and and the pain and and kind of and all of that, you know, I'd rather run away. I'd rather hide under my duvet. I'd rather do anything than have to go through that. But even in that pain and that hurt and feeling like it's not fair and it shouldn't have happened and all of those things, you know, I, I do know that it's all OK, you know, and um, and. And I, I have around me so many people who've been through huge things and, and, and not had a drink, you know, and, and they inspire me. They inspire me every day, you know, and I'm like, wow, wow. If they can do it, maybe I can, you know, but I don't, I don't, you know, I tackle everything in the here and now, you know, it's like, okay, what's the next thing I need to do right now? That's it. Because if I think long-term about what life's like without mum, that scares the living bejesus out of me you know I I I don't want to think about that that's too terrifying you know Mm. but for the next five minutes I can just go all right mom hope you're all right and carry on you know and 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 just keeping that I've got to do it right now or just for today just for today I don't need to think any bigger than that and that's how I've got through so many things I just get through it one day at a time you know what what do I need to do right now and sometimes that's five minutes at a time yeah sometimes sometimes it might be an hour you know but and 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 recently you know it's it's been really hard really hard you know grief Mm. wow I mean that's a that's a biggie you know and and um but I'm also getting I'm getting help you know I've I've started seeing a psychotherapist I'm I'm doing some EMDR which is um, Uh which is all about trauma and things like that you know and 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 it it all helps I, I read a lot. I, I listen to a lot. I try and learn, you know, I, I surround myself with positive kind of spiritual uplifting people and, and, and books and, and, you know, and readings and every morning, you know, I, I read from books and, and get inspired, get inspired to be, you know, okay, maybe that's what I need to do today, you know, and, and can I just help somebody else and maybe not tell anybody about it? I mean, that would be good, isn't it? You know, if my ego didn't want to come out to play today, you know, things like like that and it's like um just these simple things really and 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 having people around me who will co- call me out on stuff they'll mm-hmm. challenge me they'll mm-hmm. go hang on a minute right yeah we know all this has happened but you're in self-pity now shut mm-hmm. up get out there and help somebody else and I'll go whoa and I will take that kick up the arse because I need it you know okay. need it, you know so so I'm I'm 
I can I can fall back into old ways very easily, you know, and and um, and I, I've got to be hyper vigilant. You know, I can't afford to be angry and resentment and things like that, you know, because a drink is just that far away, mm. you know, an arms, an arms stretch away. That's it, you know, and, and yeah. any time that could happen again. And if I if I take one drink, I, I have no idea where it will end, but I know mm. it won't be pretty, you know, mm. I don't want to do that. And I, I've I've still remember that last time, and I haven't forgotten that. And that you know, if I do think of it, I I just I just go whoa! What do I need to be doing differently now? You know, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. not right. I'm out of balance. I'm out of line. You know, something's not right. Um, yeah, yeah. And and it's usually because I've not got something I want, or I'm scared of losing something I've got. They're the two things really. You yeah. Know? And whether that be people, places or things, you know, and mm. and relationships and, you know, oh, my God. I mean, I got married. I mean, how do you do marriage? I mean, you know, whew, blimey, that's a new one. And, <laughs> and actually, you know what? We're doing all right. You know, I've locked down together even. I mean, that's cool, isn't it? So, you yeah, know, that's it, when, when did you get married? I got married in um, September 2019 so it'll be two years this year two years congratulations thank you so we we organized our engagement party invited everybody along and got married that night because we wanted everybody to be there so we just uh, we just went for it and it was really really good fun so good 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 very nice very good um well how does it feel to be alive now you know how did it used to feel back then I think it's funny because I, I had quite an exciting life. I, I did lots of things. I, I, you know, I went to, I went around the world and, you know, I went to Africa for six months and went to Japan, you know, did lots of exciting things, but mm. I, it was almost, it's almost a bit of a blur now, to be honest. Mm. It was sort of all in a bit of a haze, um, mm. you know, and even when I wasn't drunk, really, I was kind of, you know, I, I don't, it just, it just feels like a, a sort of a numbness to it almost mm. um, like, and I remember my laughter was kind of, I don't know, I, it, I just look back and I, I see it as kind of fake, mm-hmm. you know, and and um, and I think, you know, now, I mean, the feelings I have now are amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and horrible, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's like, sometimes it's like, ow, but other times it's like, wow. You know? <laughs> and, and so, so like, like being able to feel those and not, not wanting to numb them, even the pain, you know, now, you know, if I cry, I proper cry, you know, yeah. it's not, it's, it's proper crying, you know, but if I laugh, it's real laughter, you know, and it, and it just, I'm kind of present in my life and, and, and I feel it. And, and it's, it's such a blessing, honestly, it's just so lovely. And I didn't know it was possible to feel like this, you know, I think, I think that's the thing when you're in it, you don't, you don't know how kind of broken you are, you know, mm. and, and you and and then you kind of get a glimpse of what it's like and and I remember seeing these people who were sober when I first got sober and they kind of got this ready breath glow around them I was like oh my god I don't know what that is but I want it you know and and people say that about me now and I'm like wow you know on a good day uh, you know, <laughs> but it's like you know, it's just like this it's just this amazing life that 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 I could have just missed I could have just missed, you know, and, 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 and I, there's nothing, nothing that beats helping somebody else and, and seeing them come out of where they've been, you know, seeing them get better, seeing them 
become happy I mean that is just one of the most because I struggle to see it in me sometimes you know but that's one of the most magical things you know just seeing the lights come on for somebody else and they go oh my god I haven't thought about a drink and I'm like yay you know it's like yeah it's it's amazing it's amazing it really is you are amazing you're such a beautiful soul seriously and I'm the lucky one who gets to see you in the video but I'm sure it it will trans transmit over the audio as well so what do you want to share with anybody listening right now and that knows somebody that is an alcoholic, maybe a friend, a family member? I think it's very hard if you're if you're around somebody. The one thing I know from my alcoholism is that I couldn't do anything about it until I was ready. And mm. um, people surrounding alcoholics go through hell. You know, it's a it, it's a disease that, that travels out to the family, you know, and there are support groups for the family and friends of alcoholics as well. And I think they are really important for, for those people to get to, because, again, like like an alcoholic, you can't do on your own. You know, it's it, it's 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 evil. It really is. And, you know, if you are with somebody or, you know, a family member, you need some help. So, you know, get your help and support, encourage them all you can, but you, you know, until they're ready, you'll probably just get a stone wall, which is, you know, which, which I know, um, you know, but, but get some help yourself because it, it, you can, you can change how you feel, which changes then how you feel about the situation, which, which it inevitably can help, you know, anyway. Um, so I think, yeah, but, but, you know, encourage, encourage recovery. There's so many different methods of recovery out there now, you know, and so many places that you can get help, you know, and, and, and some work for some and some work for others and, you know, and, you know, just really encourage somebody to, to, to change, but, but know that you can't change them. And also that you didn't cause it, you know, if, even if you're being told that, you know, it's, it's, it's not your fault. It's a disease. It's a really evil disease, you know, and if you do the right thing, they'll drink. If you do the wrong thing, they'll drink. So give up. I'm trying to do the right or wrong thing because you ain't going to get it right. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's okay. My last question, if there's one thing you want our listeners to carry away from today's interview, what would that be? I think if you have a problem with drinking, if you start drinking, and you can't stop or you can't control, you know, or you've tried to give up and you can't, then you probably need to seek help, you know, and 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 don't be afraid because do you know what? It's hard work, but it's bloody brilliant. You know, sober life is amazing. I used to think, oh, God, it'll be really dull. It'll be really pants. You know, there won't be anything to do and all that. So what do I do on a Friday night? You know, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's absolutely it's so much better than that living hell that we go through. You know, just look in your heart and say, actually, am I in that? Because you you may well be, you know, if you really want to admit it to yourself, surrender, give up, go get help. Beautiful. Yeah. That's the end of today's interview. Thank you so very much, Joe, for taking the time to speak today and, and share your story. It's absolutely amazing. You are Thank amazing. You. Oh, bless you. Thank you, Bay. Thank you. It's a pleasure. For more information about Joe and the work she does, you'll find a link to Dorimo in the description of this episode. And if you were inspired by what you heard today, I would love it if you would share your podcast with your friends and family. Visit us on Facebook and don't forget to subscribe to Truth Roms. I'm Bea Dominguez, your host, and I'm sending you much love. <laughs>